We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of someone calling into Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, this is Flo, long-time caller, first time on air. I just wanted to say that I think it is absolute hogwash not to go out there and try Progressive's Name Your Price tool. You can see all your coverage options, and options are how you get rings, championship rings, and parades of rings. Finding options to fit your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at Progressive.com. You know, not for nothing, but my favorite rings have candy on them. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They're trying to sell me some English beer I've never heard of called Bud Light. It's effective. You remember the name. This is the Roto-Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Your host, Andrew Laird, Mike Dawson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It is officially 
preseason. We are no longer in the offseason. It moves that quickly. Andrew Laird, as always, is joining me, Mike Gottlieb. I'm at Sports by Gotti on the Twitter. He is at Rotowire. Andrew, so much is coming up. We have the Ranking Summit coming up. We have the EFSA auction draft. But first, we're going to talk about the FPL game opening up and its new wrinkles. But, God, a lot, of, lot going on now, Andrew. Yeah, a lot of names that weren't here last year that are now able to be picked and whether, whether we should pick them or not. Yeah, well, let's get right into it, though. Let's keep this tighter than an Arsenal kit. So, uh, FPL <laughs> unrolled three new wrinkles. So they have these three boosts that you can use uh, for one week and one week only, just like its wildcard feature. So the three wrinkles are the all-out attack, which enables you to use a 2-5-3 formation. And they also have the triple captain, which means your captain, instead of scoring double the points, scores triple the points. And then they also have bench boost where all of your starters and all of your bench players count towards your weekly score. Andrew, your thoughts on these new wrinkles? I think they're so incredibly stupid. Um, but I'm, I'm always a... I mean, tell us how you really feel. I'm an I'm a anti-bonus like bonus point. Like I, I, I prefer to get my points when they're earned and we earn them correctly. Like I'm not even sure how I feel about you know, cap, double captain points, but I guess I see the value in that. But... Um, so, you know, if I, if I accept that, then I should be able to accept the triple one, the bench points one, I find just awful because I think there's a skill that goes into knowing which players to start and now getting points, even if it's just once, I think, I wonder how much it'll change people's, um, thoughts on doing kind of a stars and scrubs, because if your scrubs aren't playing, then you're not going to get the points. But obviously this is just for one week that you're going to get those. And then the, uh, was it two, five, three, that's fun but what's funny is that you don't like you get most of your points at least in in the season-long games mostly from midfielders getting that get those kind of clean sheet bonuses that the the upside forwards you know you don't always have three that that you can put out there that are going to be worth more than the you know than a midfielder or the defender that you're going to get you know like forwards are so hit or miss that I mean not that you can't miss on any of these but forwards I find to be a lot more volatile than if you have more of a clean sheet opportunity that you're going to throw away for the possibility that, you know, I'm trying to think of some Danny Welbeck scores. Yeah. I mean, well, last year, to be honest, there were some budget forwards that really came through for people. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you had one of them, Harry Kane. Yeah. Uh, Danny Ings was another of Liverpool. Yep. Charlie Austin, who's can't be picked yet. Uh, Sato Barahino, the judge, I mean, the like, those guys were pretty inexpensive, you know, 6.0, 6.5 or less. Uh, I mean, the, the, the values do exist in the forwards, and we'll talk more about that later, though. But I do understand what you're saying, especially when most people, or a lot of people, excuse me, use the 3 4 3 formation. Switching to a 2 5 3 isn't really going to boost you that much because your fifth midfielder, it's going to be a budget option. I mean, no one has five bang out. Well, you can always you, you can always play a fifth midfielder. It's the defender well, that you're benching. Yeah, what I mean though is if you play that fifth midfielder, it's not like it's going to be the likes of Christian Eriksen as your fifth midfielder. Gotcha. You're taking just as much of a risk with your fifth midfielder as you would be your third defender. Yeah, good point. So it, that one to me is the most desperate of the three, especially because most people are using three forwards. Right. Uh, I, I mean, the, the problem is is that they're. Everybody will 
you know, end up writing articles of like, oh, this is the, the week that you should triple up on, you know, Ed and Hazard. And it's like the, there are plenty of times where he, and any great player will have a fantastic matchup and they end up blowing the other team out of the water and they don't do anything, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's going to, anybody who says that they can like figure out exactly when these guys should, you know, triple up or do any of this stuff yeah. is full of crap. The only one that I know that I'm going to use is and exactly at what point. I will be combining boosts. I will be using my bench boost and my wild card at the same time. Because yeah, I, you know, halfway through the season, you're going to know. It, it, most people use their wild card during, or right, after the, right after the new year, after that Christmas stretch. Because you'll see you know, who survives that Christmas stretch un, you know, uninjured and yep. Yeah, the schedule kind of loosens up from there. Now, with that being said, you also tend to see how the position battles play out. The only risk you take is transfers, but you'll know who's going to play that first game back, you know? Yep. As, yeah, that's, uh, that's as the FPL smart. site continues to make noise on my computer <laughs> when we get to it, our I, team. I just had to clear out my uh, Bud Light auto ad. I don't know what it is about these soccer sites. I love their auto play ads. Yeah, they got to pay the bill somehow, I guess. So if you hear some random music, random sounds interspersed in our podcast, which we can't can't do anything about it. We have to have our speakers and microphones on for the podcast, but you will hear some ads occasionally. All right. We are going to go into our lineups. We both picked teams. I sent you mine. I don't know who you picked. So let me start with my goalkeepers and my strategy to it. It's very simple. I chose two very inexpensive goalkeepers. Did you do the same? No, I did not. Oh, so let me get to my two goalkeepers. I have Julian Speroni at 4.5 of Crystal Palace and his backup, Wayne Hennessy, at 4.0. The minimum you can spend and making sh- while making sure that you have all your weeks covered. Why do you like Speroni? I don't. But you, I don't like Speroni particularly. My theory, like I said many times last year, clean sheets, the number of them sheer volume-wise are going down every year, last 10 years. And the number of clean sheets subsequently have also gone down, which is the main source of points for goaltenders. So you tell me... I mean, I mean, having to predict who's going to get the most points is a crapshoot. So why would I pay the extra million or the extra 1.5 to get the goalkeepers that have a better chance, granted, but not a phenomenal chance? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Let me hear who your goalkeepers are, and I will tell you the goalkeepers that I would likely want to get, but I just have no budget left over from the rest of my team. I think, well, I actually did my goalies last, um, and that kind of worried me because I ended up with um, Peter Cech at five and a half. And then I had Boaz Myhill at four and a half. Myhill obviously is not going to have the starting job all season, but you know, a goalie at West Brom is good enough for me with Tony Pulis there. And Cech was more of, I had, I, I would have had to make mass changes that dropping Cech to um, you know, Wayne Hennessy wasn't going to make a huge difference on my team. And I just thought that partly I'm able to now be a bit of a homer. And I like the idea that I can play my hill if, if Arsenal struggles. And I, I understand the strategy. I just don't think it's worth the 1.5. I'd rather use that 1.5 
spread out through the midfielders or through my forwards. Well, the, that's, my, my problem that's was really, is that 1-5, based on who I picked, 1-5 didn't get me anywhere. Gotcha. So I needed 2-5, well, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I wasn't, you know, obviously we've got about 30-something days still. To, actually, it's not even that money, is it? No, it's less than four 20, weeks now. Yeah. I mean, we've got some time to play around still. Yeah. But I just, uh, I didn't see any any need to sell down there to get yeah, me if, elsewhere. Yeah, if I had, you know, even you know, one million more to spend, I would have, I would have used it on, hold on a second, let me get that ad down. Good Lord, they're everywhere. <laughs> uh, if I had my extra one million to spend, I would have spent it on Simo Mignolet because he's only at five flat. Yeah. And that, that's incredibly inexpensive. I just could not afford it to make, and to make sure that every week is covered. I'll say that I picked my hill at four and a half over Jack Butland at four and a half. They were both there, and I still might make that switch because maybe I like Butland a little more than, than others, but I think he's going to be good. And like you said, the clean sheet differential is not going to be huge between really anyone, as long, any starting keepers. So over the course of a season, it's kind of... Yeah. And just to put and to, you know shed some light on that, last year, 14 clean sheets, Simo Mignolet. Yeah. Yep. 14. Yeah. And he costs less than Nathaniel Klein. It's, I mean, granted, there's probably some value to Nathaniel Klein, but it's just not enough to me. It's just not enough to make to spend the money. And I don't want to make this a goalkeeper podcast. So let's move on <laughs> to the players that really do matter. We have five defend. You have to pick five defenders. You have to pick five midfielders. You have to pick three goal, uh, three goalkeepers, three forwards. Mm-hmm. Now the five defenders. I didn't spend more than five flat on mine. Wow. Did you? Did you spend? And did you spend? You know, for any of the premium guys, five, I spent five, five and a half on four of the five. Ooh, let's hear yours then. You're going to be yours are going to be much more exciting than mine. Uh, I went with Nathaniel Klein after you just crapped on him, which a deal that I, I thought would be okay, as you were mentioning how many clean sheets um, Minulay had last year. I've been kind of saying all summer that I don't think Klein's fantasy value is going to improve significantly from last season because Southampton had a good number of clean sheets, but. Um, I, I like him for his crossing ability. I understand that Liverpool doesn't play like that much, but I think they're going to change that, especially if Benteke goes through. The idea of Klein to Benteke um, is much more attractive to me than Trippier to Kane. Uh, Trippier is also on my team at five and a half because of just that reason. I think he's gonna, they're going to just have him on the wing, sending in balls all the time. I don't necessarily think a ton of clean sheets are coming out of it, which is why I'm, I don't know if I'll always start him, but... It, that was just too enticing for me after last year. Yeah, and, and something you always said to me last year, chasing offensive stats from defenders. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely more of a DFS um, attitude, but I just couldn't, I couldn't say no to that. Um, I paid five and a half for Hector Bellerin to get a little of the Arsenal defense. Double I, up on the goalkeeper and the defender. Right. I'm not all that confident that he's going to actually start. They've got too many guys in that position that you know well rumor has it that nacho monreal is on his way out That'll yeah. be one fewer, but not on it that's not his not, side of the field right though. it's debucci and chambers. chambers so we'll see what happens there I, I that's another one that like i could drop him and i could start playing around with other positions but it wasn't going to be making a massive difference you know in terms of my other positions you know i you know it's one thing to improve from like you know Mesut Ozil all the way to Eden Hazard, but I'm not getting there. It's it's much smaller 
range with, you know, even if I kind of downgraded Bellerin and check. But anyway, I paid five and a half for Alexander Kolarov. And if he starts, I think that's going to be, he'll, you know, he's, he takes all the free kicks and he sends in a ton of crosses. So Yaya Torre takes, Yaya Torre takes a few. Well, that's depending on him staying healthy the whole year. But yes, he, I, he, he certainly does take a few. Um, so I think I, I think the guys that I picked, and then, sorry, the, my last one is Julian Lescott, who is the play with my hill. So, and he's at five flat, which seemed pretty inexpensive for, mm-hmm. um, you know, the clean sheets that they could provide. But I just liked the offensive upside of these guys, and they have decent enough clean sheet. I mean, Kolarov plays on a team, you know, Joe Hart won the Golden Glove, Glove, <laughs> Golden Glove, the Golden Glove last year. So, by the know, way, he's won that three of the past four years. Right, right, and so that, which is amazing. Yeah, I wasn't going to take <laughs> Company or Mangala or Dimichelis. I don't, you know, basically Kolarov's job is up there with Gael Klichy, who, you know, isn't nearly as good offensively as Kolarov, which is why he plays so much. Anyway, but uh, and I didn't really love Zabaleta, so. You know, I have upside on these guys, but, you know, I guess maybe your five here that are all cheaper will sway me otherwise. Well, one of them we share in common, and you can probably guess which one it is. Right, Lescott. Dolian Lescott, yeah. absolutely. West Brom defender and five, at five flat, great value to me. Um, the guy who replaced Nathaniel Klein at Southampton, Cedric Suarez, I believe is how he pronounced his last name, but I'm not positive. Yeah, Cedric. Yeah, but Cedric at five flat as well, and Patrick Van Onholt at five flat. All three of those guys offer tremendous. Those will likely be my starting three every week. Yep. And at five, at fifteen total, that's a really good value to me, which I could, which you'll you'll see cascaded down for my midfielders and my forwards. But my four point five guys who all start, they are all going to have jobs, and I can sub them in as needed. It would be Jeff Cameron of Stoke at four and a half, mm-hmm. American. And new boy at Aston Villa, Micah Richards. Mm. A lot of people are a lot of people are pretty excited about his arrival in the Midlands at Aston Villa, and I'm just hoping to catch some fire here. Uh, there's really Micah Richards is purely speculative, and there are many other budget defenders that I had my eye on. As you know, last year I loved the guys who got promoted into the league. Yep. You know, Aaron Cresswell, uh, Kieran Trippier last year. There are more of them this year that I like. Tyrone Mings on Burnmouth. Yeah, people he, love him. Record signing. He's only at four and a half. Uh, that that's that's one I, I I'm I was debating whether to use him, but I'm not going to chase offensive stats most of the time, especially not at the beginning of the year. I'd really want to see it first before I actually invest. Um, uh, him and also his his running mate on the other side, uh, Francis. I believe it's his last name. I'm, look, I'm trying to look up his first name here. Is Simon Francis? There we go. He had uh, one goal and six assists last year, which is not even close to the numbers that you saw from Trippier or from Cresswell last year. Cresswell who had something like 15, 16 assists last yeah. year which was, uh, in the in, two in the ago. championship two years ago in the championship. But th- those numbers you're not seeing from any of the guys, which is why you know you're not seeing me going crazy about them. However. Those two guys are two of the ones that I really have my eye on. They're on my watch list, if you will. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, if you go to Watford, um, Juan Carlos Paredes, who I drafted in our mock draft with Taga, um, he's at four flat, I believe. So that's one where you may not even have to spend what normal starter money is just to get some kind. You go, you'll get some production out of them. You just won't get any clean sheets. Yeah. The Hornets are not going to keep a ton of clean sheets. So, you know, it's just... 
there's cheaper options that may give you some some offensive output because Paredes is an out is a wing back and he can get forward and he can do things. So yeah. the only guy but, in that range that I seriously considered was Luke Garbett, and yeah, because there was I this talk too. that he was going to Burnmouth, and he hasn't yet, and he's worthless if he stays at Everton in terms of fantasy purposes. But if he made that move at four and a half, I might, I would make that switch with Bellerin. Yeah, if you're look if you're looking for a short-term plug-in guy at that price range, there is one that we've talked about in the past that we both like, Matt Target Yeah, at Southampton. Uh, Ryan Bertrand's not going to be ready at the beginning of the season. So he's someone you can plug in. At le- yeah, he's going to be the left back, and you can plug him in for the first couple weeks, and you can just see what happens. You can roll the dice. Maybe you get some cheap points out of him. He's four flat. That's a great, great call. So uh, de- definitely someone to look at both here and also DFS-wise. You know, first weeks of the season. That, yep. That's someone I'm definitely going to have my eye on. Now, uh, are there any other you know defenders that you really wanted to spend a lot of time on? Obviously, all the high-priced guys, the Leighton Baines, they're good. You know, Ivanovic, he's good. Is he worth the price to me? No, and I don't think he is to you either. Yeah, there was never any thought that I would do it. The other one that I considered, which was similar to Garbutt, that he needs to move, was DeAndre Yedlin. And I'm not sure he's even that. You know, we haven't seen him play at this level yet legitimately so but he's american and so are we and at four and a half if he ends up at a place like norwich i would consider him yeah uh, whenever you see him play for the u.s national team it you he's just wonder why you just wonder why he's not playing yeah you know all the time yep so it's it, it, it just makes you wonder yeah my fear now, is that they keep him be, and get rid of kyle walker to play behind trippier so yeah i think yeah I, it's a bummer. It, it happens, it, though. It really is, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes there's you know, it's an overabundance at the wrong position for yep. him. Yep. Now, our midfielders, this is where you're going to start seeing some household names. Uh, I have three players, uh, seven flat and above here, which is why I chose my chief defenders and chief mm-hmm. goalkeepers so I can start spending money. And every single one of my forwards is seven and a half and higher. I didn't use any budget guys, even though there are tons to look at. Let's hear now, it. let me go through my midfielders here. I have Memphis Depay at eight and a half. He's a forward that's a midfielder. Yep. There's no one, you don't have to say anything more. Uh, someone who I liked in the uh, Taga uh, mock draft, Andre Ayu, uh, the new signing at Swansea. He's another guy that scores goals and he plays in the midfield. So he's at seven flat, which is a phenomenal value. And Eden Hazard, 11 and a half. The first person that went on my team was Eden Hazard. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, pretty simple. Alexi Sanchez, rumored to not really play much at the start of the season. Arsene Wenger wants to give him some time off from the busy summer. He's definitely yeah. missing the first game. You can, you can, yeah, you can confirm it all you want. You know, three weeks away when we <laughs> actually get to the nuts and bolts of it. Fair we'll, enough. But we'll see. But you can probably say that he's not going to play at least the first week. Yeah. Uh, at least not start. Now, I have two budget guys here: uh, Matt Ritchie from Burnmouth. A lot of Burnmouth talk here. There's a lot of good Burnmouth options, guys. Uh, at six flat. And Nathan Redmond of Norwich. So two guys that are, have been promoted in. I believe in I believe both of them enough so that I'm going to play one of them at least every week. So Matt Ritchie at six flat and Nathan Redmond at 5'5". Five five. I want to apologize to our listeners because four of my five midfielders are the same as yours. And I <laughs> don't – that definitely doesn't make me feel better about them. No <laughs> it should make you feel worse. Yeah. So – I apologize for everybody since I'll have five different guys on this list to 
within 20 minutes of hanging up on this podcast. But anyway, so yeah, you you kind of mentioned all of them. The the upside on Richie, I think, is much higher than Redmond. I think everybody's kind of um, building in how young Redmond is as a reason that he could be great, but I'm not sure he's going to be great this year. But I'm not willing to risk losing that, which is why I had him on the list. And, and really, there was nobody in that price range with, with that upside. You, you could kind of throw a dart at... Um, Jordan Ibe, is he still even around in the Premier League? But he's not going to play at Liverpool, certainly. Um, And then, you know, you're basically just taking a shot at at random, not random, but, you know, the the upside in that five to five and a half range really isn't all that big. Uh, It's also just packed with defensive midfielders. The only two that I considered at five and a half, other than Redmond, were Wilfred Zaha, who had surgery today on a toe, on his toe, but he's supposed to be fine. But I'm not, the reason why I didn't go with Zaha is because my fifth option was uh, Yannick Balassi at 6'5". And I, I will explain why I didn't go with either one of those. I had the same exact thought process. Well, well the other one was Victor Moses at five and a half. And yeah. the fact that he's staying at Chelsea is worthless to me. Well, if you point. remember, if you, if you are a, a faithful listener to last year, my love for the Crystal Palace midfield was not a secret. Right. Well, sure. The, but, I'll, I'll also throw your boy Christian Atsu in this group because at five yeah. and a half, he was there. But yeah, the only reason why I like Velasi more than, because I considered Punchin and obviously I considered Zaha, is that he plays much more forward than they do. So I don't think uh, Johan Kabai really takes much away from him, whereas I do think he takes away from the other two. Yeah, uh, I agree. Totally agree. Now, there are two people that I would like to bring up, and both uh, one's at West Ham and one's at Aston Villa. They wear similar color kits. Pedro Obiang, who came over from uh, AC Milan to West Ham mm-hmm. at five flat, he scores goals. I mean, he's real quick, and Stuart Downing is no longer at West Ham, so the midfield spot opened up. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for Obiang to make a, a, a nice impression. And Aston Villa's new signing, Idrissa, God help me, uh, Gire, uh, G-U-E-Y-E. I'm just taking a, a wild guess at the pronunciation there. <laughs> but he's also at five flat. Someone to think about. Scott Sinclair also at five flat. I, I looked at Sinclair and I said to myself, don't fall for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't, but... I could always change my mind there, but also Callum McManaman, if he makes the team at West Brom, someone yep. to think about. Yep. He's very skilled. Uh, I remember watching him when he was at Wigan. Just he, he would he would dribble around everybody. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that was of course under Roberto Martinez, not under the defensive Tony Pulis. Right. Now, with midfielders, I, I'm trying to find the way to the right way to say this. Don't I'm trying not to chase assists. Yep. with midfielders. That's kind of what the trap some people fall into. Very rarely does a guy like Cesc Fabregas have the year that he had. Correct. And I also specifically, even though the likes of Mesut Ozil were eight and a half, there's too many Arsenal midfielders. I'm, you know what I mean? That's, that's not my concern with him. Yeah, not, maybe not Ozil specifically, but... You know, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. No, Saint I get that. Zola, who are both just, more expensive. Or yeah, maybe if, they're the yeah, same, actually. Yeah, they're all the same. But if you're not named Alexi Sanchez, would you think about 
picking any of those Arsenal midfielders on your team? I would consider Ozil because I, I think those two are, are locked. The only reason why he fell out last year was because he got hurt. And yes, he could get hurt, but he's healthy now. And so you play him while he's healthy. And then... Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I, I just, I, that's a pet peeve statement of mine. If he gets hurt, because if anyone gets hurt, you won't play him. Right. That's not specific to Mesut Ozil. Yep. But, so. Right. So I, I agree with you, but, oh, I, I consider, considered Ozil instead of uh, Memphis Depay and I think the goal upside on Depay was much higher and that's why I went with that. Absolutely. It absolutely is. I, I, Memphis Depay at eight and a half, I think he's going to be picked by a lot of people. Yeah, I watched way too many free kick highlight videos of him to push him aside. Yeah, and who's... I mean, he's you, probably him, not taking them. Well, maybe he is. I would be, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't take some of them. It's not like Wayne Rooney's knocking in a bunch of them. He, he'll Depends take the penalty. Depends if Maria plays. If he's on the team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's I what I mean. That's, if if yeah. he's there, then I'm not sure Depay takes them. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just... I, I think Memphis Depay is going to have a high ownership rate. Yep. That's really all I'm saying. Yep. So if you take them, just keep in mind that a lot of people are going to get the same points as you. All right. Three forwards. I, and here's the reason why I could not take any Crystal Palace midfielder. Loic Remy at seven and a half is a bargain. And if he winds up on Crystal Palace, which is the rumor right now, the fact that I have two Crystal Palace goaltenders means that I can only have one other Crystal Palace player. Oh. And if I have a Crystal Palace player, it's yep. going to be Loic Remy and not the midfielders. Okay, that's if fair. Loic Remy, if Loic Remy doesn't go to Crystal Palace, you'll see some switches on my roster. Right. Right. But uh, I'm assuming we're going to share at least two of the three. I, I don't think you had Remy. But no. I'd be shocked if you didn't have Sergio Aguero and or Christian Benteke. I have Benteke at eight okay. and a half, yeah. And I don't know how I feel about this Liverpool move yet. Obviously, it's not official, but it seems it seems closer than Remy to Crystal Palace at this point. Well, the rumor is that they've activated the release clause. Right, right, which theoretically means it's a done deal, but... Yeah, I like. Well, it does mean that Christian Betege has to want to go. Right, right. Uh, if I were him, I wouldn't. But maybe that's because I own a Christian Benteke Aston Villa jersey, and I just don't want it to go to waste. You could still wear it. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I still have my Frank Lampard Chelsea T-shirt. Oh, there you go. To mean that uh, you know. We'll get into MLS in a, another time, but. Yeah, you guys, you guys do a great job. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the. Benteke at Aston Villa is the one I bought at eight and a half. And the, if he didn't play, so I, I maxed out my roster. I'll get to the other guys in a second. But uh, I could go with Wilfred Boney at eight and a half, which I, I won't. Uh, you, you, I have no idea if he's going to play. Right. Uh, Lukaku at eight flat was interesting to me, but not enough to make the move. And then after that, it's a bunch of question marks. Well, Graziano Pelle, I guess we know he'll play, but. I don't. After that, Jekko, Falcao, Remy, Danny Ings, Balotelli, Jovetic, who's gone probably. Jay Rodriguez, I considered, but I'd like to see him healthy first. And then it's just then it's just junk after that. And the combination of Nathaniel I, Klein and Christian Benteke makes so much sense that it might make too much sense, and that's why I worry about both of them. I think you're giving yourself the double strike out. <clears throat> Way overthinking it. I, I I absolutely am. But anyway, I'm sticking with him, whether it's with Aston, Aston Villa or Liverpool. I paid 11 flat for Diego Costa, uh, mostly because I was going to have to do a little too much to try to get Aguero. And 
I don't know if Aguero is going to start the season uh, after the long Copa America run, so we'll see how that works out. But I liked I like Costa two dollar pounds, two million pounds, whatever the. It whatever would be the, pounds. Uh, it would be pounds. Well, I don't British know if it's but is it two million or is it just two? But anyway, so I'm with Costa, and then I added. I, I basically wanted to try to find this year's Danny Ings and Charlie Austin, so I went with uh, Callum Wilson, mm. who had. 20 something goals last year for Burnmouth and I just 20, think 20 exactly yeah so I thought the upside with him was there um, there were a couple other guys that I considered but he's at five and a half and I'm not sure you're going to get you know even if it's 12 goals at five and a half that's pretty good yeah there's one other guy at five and a half similar similar vein if Loic Remy doesn't go to Crystal Palace I'm switching to Troy Deeney hmm of uh, of of yeah, Watford. Watford, yeah. I, I I shared I shared the video in uh in the thread for our slow draft with Taga, but he he's responsible for one of the best moments in sports. <laughs> um, it was three years ago, I believe now, where they they were playing uh, the, in the semifinals of the promotion to, uh, of the promotion playoff, uh, and uh, and they have a penalty they have a penalty. Against them, against so they, them, yeah. Yeah. a double save by Almunia, who was a transfer from Arsenal, and then they just hoist the ball upfield, and then Troy Deeney scores in the 97th minute yep. to win to it, send it, them to the final to send them to the final, which they ultimately which they lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great semi-final. Moment. It would have been like the miracle on ice if they had lost in the finals. <laughs> the USA yeah, exactly lost like in the that. finals exactly like that. It was just unbelievable. Well, I mean, yeah, not exactly. You know what I mean. It would have been. But no, Troy Deeney, who has scored 20 goals the past three seasons, each yeah. of the past three seasons. That's a lot of goals. For Watford. So 60-plus goals over the last three seasons, you take that at 5.5, no matter what league they were playing in beforehand. You, Matej Vaidra at five flat is somebody that you were talking about. Uh, yeah, I like them, but they, I'd be chasing assists there because they're going to be going under a system change. Yeah, they're only going to go with one forward, one up top, and that, that's going to be Troy Deeney. Yeah, another reason why I like Troy Deeney. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm liking it so much I might switch it. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep talking and keep talking. There it just sounds better every time I say it. But um, you were you were you were mentioning something to me about Aguero possibly not playing to start the season earlier today. Yeah, I just it, you know it's one of these. They made the final of Copa America. It's the same thing as Alexis Sanchez. You know, they they played basically very, very, very competitive soccer for most of their off season, and so mm-hmm. they need to take a little break. And Man City, you know, have uh, Wilfred Boney to kind of hold the hold the line until Aguero is fully fit. So I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of let him take his time to yeah. to work his but way they, back. They open up at Man, West Brom, Man, so Man City is under a ton of pressure. Yeah, so is Arsenal, but Man City really. But I think they're kind of under this pressure to get stuff out of the guys they bought, and he's one of them that they need to show is uh, is going to pay off. Yeah. Neither of us bought Raheem Sterling. Not even close. <laughs> he was. I think that I think that was about thirty-five million too much. He was closer to my team on Man City than he was on Liverpool. That I think, uh, except when he was playing as the strike, as the number nine. No, no, but, I, but that's. I'm just saying he, that's not a role he's going to play at no. Man City. 
Correct. Like I think he fits in much better at Man City than he does at yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, but speaking but speaking of Liverpool though, if the Christian Benteke move goes through, Gabby Agbon Lahore, you know I, I like guess. him. You know I like him. I'm just saying it's an option. They're yeah, I mean they're just they're very different players. That Benteke's just a huge body who can score in the box and Agbon Lahore is lightning fast and doesn't scary fast. Yeah. I'm just not sure they and he's one of those people who's fast and he looks fast. Like, it's not right, those yeah. long strides. It's right. just... He his just, his legs fast. are just going extremely fast. Yeah, yeah he's he, uh, fast. But he's five flat, so he's even less than Troy Deeney. Yeah. They just don't, you know... They don't thinking that, like, the balls that would go into Benteke are now going to be done in by Agbon Lahore, I think. And Aston Villa were not a goal machine last year anyway. <laughs> well, well, they were better after Correct. Sherwood took over. But, yeah, they were just... Uh, the Liverpool guys... Other, You know, I took Klein, but... Everyone else kind of just where I would – I wouldn't touch Danny Ings. They should just sell Danny Ings at this point. Yeah. We'll send him back to Burnley and keep that fee that they have to pay. And I remember, and we were talking about this. I mentioned it in the, in, the busts, uh, in the bust potential when we did our slow draft with Taga. Uh, you have to assume a lot of things if you think Danny Ings is going to be a success right. at Liverpool. Yep. And we're seeing it now. You know, it, 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 he's going to have to be behind Benteke – and that's with Daniel Sturridge still not even in the lineup yet. Well, yeah, that was the other thing is that he's not – God knows when he'll be fit. But even if he's not, I can't picture them playing Ings and Benteke together. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny that Liverpool he'll – ha- He'll have to play the number 10, which would push Coutinho further back, which would right, be a which waste. Is, right, exactly. And it's just funny how Liverpool is like trying to get back into the Champions League and they're buying one striker who went – who were relegated and another one that was saved in week 37 or whatever it was, 36 last year. That You know, these aren't exactly the players that are going to compete in the Champions League. But that midfield is just so crowded. And not that I don't think that they can't score, but like we know from what it sounds like, James Milner is definitely going to start. As he should. Right. He's earned so, that right. He, he – I remember James Milner, whenever Man City would play a big team, you know, in a big situation, it, more, more often than not, James Milner was in the team. Yeah, he played plenty of Champions League games. Yeah, and he played, and his side was not the problem. When yeah, he was yep. Yeah, so, you know, they've got Milner, uh, Firmino, who, you know, is in, enticing. But, he was also a number 10. Right. And then Coutinho, I think Lolana is going to be one of the odd guys out um, for getting somebody big. I considered Henderson, but I think they're going to need him to just be a little, you know, play a more defensive role than he. I mean, he not that he's not like an all-out attacker, but I think he'll be even more. He'll be box to box like he was last year, and he'll probably take penalties. Yeah. Or maybe Ben Teke will. That, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I bet it's, be I bet it'll be Henderson, for. but they need Ben Teke just to be a huge body. But did you consider uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger at all? No. I didn't consider anyone from Manchester United not named Wayne Rooney or Memphis Depay. Yeah. I mean, Wayne Rooney, as, as expensive as he is, I think he's underpriced. Yeah, he might be. Might it, be. It, it also, all, of course, if they get Anderson Cavani or an, another striker, that changes everything. Yep. But as currently constituted, he's, I think he's a little bit of a bargain you know, at 10-5. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. It, it, as currently constituted, if you have Di Maria and Memphis Depay sitting behind you, you're going to get chances. Yeah, ideally. Yeah, ideally. Yeah, I don't know how I, – I didn't really consider him. I took Costa instead, and I wasn't really – like, I, I think I want Ben Teke over Rooney. Yeah, but. and another, another player whose goal rate was 
pretty unsustainable from where, how he started the season, Dio Costa. Uh, we'll see. Maybe it's just the perfect league for him, Mike. I, you know, it might be. He's that kind of a player. Mm-hmm. Olivier Giroud, speaking of unsustainable goal rates, because I think he had more goals last year in like eight fewer games than he did the year before, something like that. Mm-hmm. And Harry Kane, I, I made some comment on Twitter a few weeks ago how I said he wasn't going to scratch what he did last year, and everybody made it. I got a few comments back as if I was predicting he would score like three goals this year. But back-to-back 20-goal seasons just don't happen that much. Um, and they tend to not happen about guys who literally come out of nowhere. Yeah. So while I think the Trippier addition would would help him, I, I'm I'm taking the under on. I'll probably take the under on sixteen and a half even. Yeah. So I just want to talk about one guy who hasn't been transferred yet, and I just want to get your take just in case he does get transferred and we don't talk about it yet. What team would Charlie Austin have to go to for you to consider him? At, let's say at like a lower a mid-level price let's say like a, a seven i would take him wherever he went how i mean not, not really how, but how like, it, like if he gets he's obviously not going to man U and he's not going to yeah. arsenal but like yeah. how about at eight how about what at, at eight, eight a little under ben Teke. so he's in that lukaku graziano yeah. pele line yeah i mean if he went newcastle is the team that sounds like i in fact i thought i read today that all bets are suspended on that one because it's almost a done deal i would take him at eight over Lukaku, Graziano, Pele, who are also at eight, and and anybody else underneath that. Yeah, I would. And I would cons- I would take him over Wilfred Boney at eight and a half. I wouldn't take him over Christian Benteke at eight and a half. And on the chasing assist front, if Matthew Phillips... Oh, gosh. If he goes to West Brom... Um, I'm just not sure they have enough... They don't have Charlie Austin from, you know, like, the assists... For, at West Brom, I don't think are going to be plentiful enough for me to go nuts on him. Because I don't expect him to be in that six, five and a half range. I would think he would be in the six and a half, seven. And at that point, I think there are better options. I agree. I, I 100% agree. I just wanted to touch on a couple of guys yeah. that we haven't talked about yet. Um, man, just, just so many, there's so many players in the FPL system that have value. And it's at some point you just got to go with your gut and hopefully use those boosts to your advantage. So when are you going to use your all out attack? Um, I'm just kidding. No one's going to know. No one's going to really care yet. It's just going to, there's, there's, I mean, when you really think about it, like nobody's really going to use them early. I don't think, but even if they do, they're only a few for that, like triple captain. Like you're pretty much looking at like, yes, when Eden Hazard plays, Norwich at home Burnmouth. or Burnmouth. Yeah. Like whoever, like those are, it's not like rocket science, but like those could just as well miss like yes, Diego Costa could have a hat trick that day. And Hazard could have, you know, five, could have 15 chances created and or no get assists. The day off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they play the 1230 Eastern game and he doesn't even play. Exactly. So that's, it's just, that, that's why, I mean, they're just so gimmicky that I just, it's, such a wave, and so you know, somebody's going to win big because they nailed it, yeah. and they'll be like, "Oh, what did you? Fi- how did you figure it?" And it's like, "Well, you know, I like the matchup because." And it's like, "Yeah, well, that's why anybody does anything." Of course, it. Ugh. So who stupid. was who? Who? Uh, and, and we'll leave on this note. Who were the players that you knew that you were going to structure your team around? 
uh, Hazard was a 100% in my team. And I basically did all I could to see if I could combine him with Alexis Sanchez. And I'm not throwing that option out yet, but I'm basically like depending on that to lead my team, which it could, but uh, he was a definite. And when I saw Ben Tech at eight and a half, when a lot of the other guys are, are double digits, like I, I think Ben Teke has like legitimate 20 goal potential. And he's I don't, done it. Right. And I don't think a lot of people do like as good as Wayne Rooney is. I don't think he's going to score 20 goals. Yeah. And the guys that who I really truly think are the only ones that can score 20 are Aguero, Costa, Benteke, and I would. Th- that's probably it. Actually, I, I'm not. I don't think. Not Kane, even Harry Kane. I don't think Kane gets there. I don't think Lukaku gets there. Um, and Balotelli probably comes up short too. On that note, we are going to end this episode <laughs> of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We don't call him the best in the business for nothing. He's Andrew Laird. I'm Mike Gottlieb. We'll catch you next week after we do our ranking summit. For more great content, go to rotowire.com slash soccer. It's all free and it's all for you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.